The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Tuesday, August 25th, and football is actually around the corner, so we are getting you ready for the season from a fantasy perspective, from a gambling perspective, from a nerd-out perspective. All the shows from last week, nerd-slash-analytics week, some really good conversations about you know, it's not like you basically utilizing analytics and how, you know, talking to different analysts um, from around the NFL about how to utilize analytics properly and maybe to give you some insight into some stuff that could happen in the 2020 season, which is going to be wild. Uh, and of course, fantasy football is gearing up. Yesterday's show, we talked to Jimmy Eisenberg, our CBS Sports Zone. He was too big time to us, didn't have much time to talk to us. Uh, but that's okay. Jamie's, uh, thinks he's an important person or thinks his cousin's an important person. Maybe it's Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, speaking of important people, joining me now, good friend of the show was on last year. We nailed the Minnesota Vikings over. It did hit, right? It hit like week 10. Mm-hmm. Brandon Guptill, a.k.a. Gup from Gupscorner.com. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you doing today? It's a, uh, kind of feels, I don't know if it's because we talked about doing this pod or just in general in the community and all that. It finally feels like football's going to happen in some way, shape, or form. Not sure about college all the way, but NFL starting to talk about fantasy drafts and DFS strategies and preseason bets and all that kind of stuff is kind of gearing up here in the last three or four days. So I'm kind of excited for it is what, you know, golf still going on. So that's exciting, but I am getting excited to watch the football on TV since we have not had preseason so far this year. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and, and I would say, by the way, for people who don't know, Gup's Corner, Gupscorner.com is a uh, great one-stop shop for basically every sport from, I mean, from, you got gambling on there, you got DFS, you got regular fantasy, all kinds of content. And uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Gup, but you guys, I mean, I think the, the thing about Gup's Corner that is, makes it so unique is that it's like, like there's a Slack channel that's just, it's ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. The, the community there where everybody talks throughout it's, I mean, it's, I don't know, 10,000 people in there. I don't, hell, I don't know, but there's, it's, it's constantly filled. It's hilarious to watch on Thursday mornings. I love DFS golf as, as people who listen to this podcast know it's hilarious because people get on there and start like melting down because somebody bogeys the first hole. Their, their lineups have gone to crap by like nine fifteen AM. You can't, you gotta be, you gotta be brave to get in there. Now, Granted, I'm guilty to do the same thing. I'm like walking my dog, like, ah, grill, you know, screaming at some golfer. Um, but, uh, people should go check that out. You guys have monthly plans and yearly plans. You got a bunch of tools, uh, for DFS lineup construction stuff, uh, as well, uh, like optimizers, uh, in tournament golf tools. And I, I'll let you fill us in on the, the NFL tools because this is not a golf podcast as much as I try to make. <laughs> Yeah. So we, uh, you know, I stepped away from corporate America for the first time, uh, as Gup's Corner continued to grow, um, earlier this year and, and doing this full time now. Um, you know, it took a little risk. That was fine, but we calculated, you know, me and my wife, we, we planned on it that long. So right. having it as my full focus now has allowed to grow the team even more. Um, we have two great programmers, uh, you know, ADHD well. I know you guys chat back and forth. Yeah. One of the brilliant minds in. Not only football, Josh, golf, and Josh ADH, you've seen him. He does all kinds of DFS stuff. He's, he has offered to send me whiskey. <laughs> he, I'm he, greatly appreciative of it. All he said is I got to send him some IPA. So we're going to, at some point we'll swap, swap it. Yeah. yeah. Now he's a great guy. And, and we brought Bobby Gould on, um, you know, who's another Aggie. So that Josh and him kicked it off that way, but two great guys there that are helping us develop. You've seen it with the golf tools and everything out. And then, um, degree machine, you know, that has the lineup. Um, generator and stuff what we'll be adding it already does nascar ufc and golf but we'll be adding football nba the multi-position sports um, as well here as we approach football season so a lot going on it, it definitely is a great time to join because of a unique setup with golf normally we're kind of winding down golf right now we got the little fall swing which yeah. most people don't really pay attention to but we got 
two more weeks of the FedEx and then, you know, the U.S. Open, the Masters still to come. It's going to be a nonstop deal, which worked out for me because normally I was doing, you know, 60 hours a week at corporate office and then trying to do all this at night. So having my full focus has allowed us to grow the platform that much more. Um, yeah, you can join monthly, annual. The nice thing about it is it's all included. So we don't break it up by sport, anything like that. You, whichever package you decide to get, it includes all the sports. It's just whether you want to add the customized tools to allow you. Uh, so in golf, I know it's a football podcast. And as you know, you can go in there and build your entire custom models. Use some of my stuff if you want. If you don't want to, if you want to tweak stuff, if you want to deep dive, we have you covered um, there. We have the line of generator that, that it's for everything as well. And then the football tools are we revamping from last year. Um, we're solid last year, but now that we have some internal programmers you know we we bring in you know real in-depth look at like you talked about probably you know i've I've caught up on some of your pods from last week on the analytical side but you know snaps per play percentage of snaps that guys are on the field or sharing on the field yards per play um, all that stuff that can dictate a game or a flow or a pace um, in football for us we have that for college and nfl um college you know we're obviously college college football dfs is somehow huge like and it was big last year i don't think i even really realized it like do you think DFS has caught up to regular fantasy at this point? Um, yes, yeah. because of the, I mean, you even see with some of the best ball stuff is, is overtaken the season long because people yeah. like to, they don't like jacking with their stuff every week. So let's do a big best ball and, yeah. you know, this, whatever happens, happens. Um, so I think the DFS, the reset, the DGN in you gets you going and you want to go, you know, start fresh, if you will, right? So you don't have yeah. the same team. So I think it's, a, and I think, Fortunately for, you know, guys like me and, and people in this industry, especially the golf side, I think because golf was really the first thing to come back, a lot of eyes got to it. And, and people, mm. a lot of people that I've talked to never played golf before. They were always big NFL or NBA. They actually like golf as much as anything because a, it stretches out over four days. There is around, you know, showdown stuff, but you know, that sweat, there's not much like the cut sweat. There's on Friday nothing where, yeah. like a cut sweat. You're just, no, you're like, you're like, there's like golf on television. You're like, I don't even want to see this. What I need is a Corey Connors cam. I need to right. know <laughs> if this, if this friggin' Canadian a-hole is going to make this six foot putt. And I know he's not. I mean, you know, I mean yeah, right. like it's, um, and golf is actually the reason I ended up because I texted you on Sunday night with like, can you do the pod Monday when we're recording this? Uh, you know, KC news breaks. I always like to put that caveat out there, but cause you had picked, you had had DJ Dustin Johnson outright, um, in the golf tournament. And had him in a ton of lineups and that by, by wheel, my wheel started turning. I was thinking about it because he's, he was 8% owned and he mm-hmm. won, he shot, he shot 30 under. He won by 11 strokes. And, and even if you had DJ, it doesn't mean you definitely won, but like I, I just started thinking about NFL DFS and, and whether like, do you think that sort of stuff exists quite as much where you have the option to, to smash for, you know, somebody who's an 8% guy? Like you're not going to, you're going to see like Christian McCaffrey 8%, right? Right. No, um, yes and no. I think, and we'll continue to see this with golf. Like football, so saturated market. There's so many yeah. great platforms out there to go get information from, and a lot free. Um, but some of the in, even the in depth kind of guys out there, establish a run. Those guys are great guys. Um, you know, any of those kind of platforms. You start to get a lot of, you know, group think and a lot of the same guys are going to be on fading the same one. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are leverage spots, but they're still going to be risky. Um, you know, and it's, you know, do you, where do you do your, your combos and stuff, you know, which is huge in DFS quarterback, running back or quarterback wide receiver or even quarterback wide receiver tied in, uh, the correlation plays and all that kind of stuff. There's still some leverage there because you're going to have guys so priced up that sometimes, you know, like, well, I'm not going to pay that for him, um, you know, because he's got to have an A-plus type game. And it's a one-game type deal. Golf is a little different because the recency – it's, it's weird in golf, which is opposite from football. In football, when a guy has a breakout game or a hot game, People everybody jumps on him <laughs> the yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. Golf is opposite. Like this week, albeit no one was on DJ last week, mainly because of a couple bad rounds like four or five weeks ago, but his last four – I mean, his last three tournaments, he's finished 12th, second, and first. So it's not like he, and he won. We had, I had him at, you know, five weeks ago, six weeks ago when he won. I had him there as well. It's not like he's not elite, but because of pricing and, you know, the veritability, volatility in golf, people will go, I'll just take that risk and not pay up for DJ because I can pay, you know, 
all these guys play 18 holes a day. And as long as they make the cut, they're going to play 72 holes, which is uniqueness of golf as opposed to football. Like not right. everybody's going to get the usage like Zeke or like you said, CMC. They're not going to. Not, not every running back, not every offense is built like that. Golf is like. That's a good point. Usage yeah. is, uh, is equal across golf. Like you, you know, right. you're getting, if you make the cut, the 72 holes, whereas in football, a lot comes, it all comes down to game script and it varies week to week. And you're sort of guessing like, you know, the Buccaneers were very good against the run last year, but terrible against the pass. So if you're a DFS guy, you don't want to start the running back going against the Bucs. You want the wide receivers. I mean, that, that sort of thing. So what, what do you think that there's, what, what are some strategy points you have when you start to, and this, by, I don't, I mean, this is going to be like a, D, we're going to do DFS chat, some fantasy. And then after the break, we'll do, uh, well, cause we're not going to not talk gambling and football right. future. Uh, but you, in fact, you released, you released the Vikings, I think on this podcast, which, you know, you're like, uh, did, last yeah. year. And it, it crushed. It, it was, it was an easy win. They were a great team and we were, we were all over it. And we were, we almost got Dalvin Cook to lead the league in rushing. Um, so let's try and do that again this year. I, I would say like, what are some strategy points you have for NFL, uh, DFS when you're starting to construct, you know, lineups and how you look at it? Yeah. So even more so than, uh, and I preach this all the time with the community and, you know, we, like you said, we have a tremendous slack and that foundation of, cause once people get in there, they rarely leave. I mean, we have a lot of people that it feels like, man, this feels like a family. I'm glad I found it. And it's a little bit different than some of the others. There are a lot of great platforms out there. Many, many are friends of my, you know, co people in the industry that I, I certainly respect, but I feel like we have a little bit different um, platform there, but I, I think, the biggest thing I preach in golf is the lineup construction part. Cause once you get down to um, get past your ownership and your player pools and all that, it, it becomes, you know, if you're not fading certain people or you want to get some of the chalky guys, you've got to, how are you going to build your lineup to be different? Are you going to wind up, you know, being duped or something like that? As people would say, NFL, it's even more important because there's only so many quarterbacks that are going to get played in a week that, you know, that are really hyped up type you know for a dfs slate on us on it's talking the main slate sunday so you know there may be five or six quarterbacks that are legitimately probably in play um that week you know because there's just not many home run hits out there and so it's not like golf where you, you every positions there is no positions you can pick where you six can't guys. yeah you're picking six golfers you're not you know, like, yeah, you look at running back, yeah, especially yeah. once you get in the middle of the season and you know you got let's say you got six teams on by right and so all you're of a right. sudden Math genius in me says, Oh, you got 13 games. So you, you have a, and you know, half of those games are probably going to involve elite defenses or, you know, or not good quarterbacks. And so you, your, your player selection pool has narrowed dramatically, which makes it even more difficult to really put the, cause I, I think I've started to finally realize this. It's not, it's not, it's like, it, it's like putting together a puzzle. Like you basically have to create the, the correct puzzle, the puzzle that somehow manages to hit. In both in, 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 you know, football and golf, obviously the positions are different, but like that, that's what it has to be. It has to be the perfect puzzle if you want to win. And the, I think people should understand this if they're playing DFS maybe for the first time, which I think a lot of people will be in this fantasy season, you know, especially with, you know, I could see fantasy leagues sort of falling by the wayside because of the, the weirdness sure. of the season. But like there is a, the, the, the gradient, the, the grade for, paying out like you're like oh i'm gonna do the million maker i'm gonna make a million dollars you're probably not you're probably gonna get your money back if you have a really good week and that's that's just sort of the unfortunate nature of it right right and so the, that's what i was getting at is the for me the first step in in especially nfl or in probably even college is the contest selection part like that's much more crucial to how you start the week than your than your lineup and stuff because if you i think in nfl more so than any other sport like in, in golf i feel you know, if I'm feeling strong about a week and I have some leverage, like if there's a 150 max contest out there, like you said, that's going to pay a million up top. And when you say 150 max, you mean, sorry, I, I know, I know what you mean, but you mean, you know, 150 max lineups. So they're like, they're different kinds of, I, I'm trying to do the basic sure. level that Debo is oh, this yeah. what I should be doing. I don't know. Maybe no. Yeah. So like you can, you know, when you see that, and I, and I actually met a lot of new people here in Oklahoma since I've been back and they've started inquiring about it. And that's the first thing I see when I start looking at like reviewing their stuff or talking to them is like, they're putting five lineups in the $20 
and they don't realize that a single person can put 150 lineups in there. So the math of, and then you're up against call it 80, 90, 100,000. It's even bigger in NFL. Some of those pots on some, some of those lineups are, you know, 200,000 lineups in there. So like you said, the math of it is, is difficult to have the nuts because someone's going to play the one off Bears stack that no one had, you know, right. because they're a huge Bears fan and they go off for 35 points in the first half and you're dead. Right. But. I always preach, especially in NFL, and something I'm really going to hone on this year is the content. You have to be even to the field in my in my estimation. So if you money wise, you'll want to do a three max. Well, that means everybody in that contest, the most they can do is put three lineups in. So I, it gives you better building because you're like you can't have much of that one off because a lot of people are going to play a little bit safe and maybe you want to take a risk or two, but at least you're only going up against everybody else has the same amount of lineups. If you're putting 10 lineups in the, in the 20, in the Millie maker in football. What, and I know of, the, the max for the Millie maker is 150 lineups, 150 lineups. Right. And so I know if you have one hundreds lineup, of people that are doing yeah. it. Oh yeah. I do, it. It. I do it like every week. I'm like, Oh, you know, hundreds of people who max, who put max it. 20, no, 150 yes. lineups in Absolutely. the, that's, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. I, I mean, there's several guys in the industry I know that play, literally play 70 to 110,000 a Sunday in NFL football <laughs> in entry fees. So if you think you're going to go, I mean, you're, can you still hit it? Absolutely. But just know your risk reward when you're doing it, because if you're trying to build bankroll and understand yourself, you really got to start out. Like there's tons of great, I, I mean, I'm doing NBA right now, really for the first time, because I'm, I, this is my career now. So I've had more time to kind of focus on that daily stuff. Well, I'm not going up there and competing and like putting a, you know $3,000 worth of lineups in. I'm going down and doing the 20 or 20 max $3, 20 max $4, which for 80 bucks, I think today the 20 max $4, 80 bucks in, the top prize was 15,000. Well, that's, that's great. And I'm fun, getting to understand fun, and fun learn. Fact, fun, fun fact. Yeah. I've won the $4 before. Wow. Yeah. Um, now as Debo is well aware, um, it's, it's actually because with TJ Warren, my NC State guy, I plugged well, him at the last minute as a swap out at a late lineup. And it's crazy. And I, I went to, I fell asleep before the game finished and woke up and my screen was like, you've won $12,000, which was pretty cool. Um, I've been doing the $1 20 entry. And yep. so I guess th- th- so it leads me to the next, when you're talking about contest selection, let's say hypothetically a first time DFS person, mm-hmm. uh, um, puts a hundred dollars on DraftKings. Yep. Like they, they deposit a hundred dollars. What would you, what would your suggestion, if you could guide them into, into putting that money in. Cause I mean, I think a lot of people would probably just put the hundred bucks into various contests over the first week. Maybe they wouldn't, but I mean, would you do double ups? Cause the double up, you finish in the top 50% and you can get your money back. Um, and obviously these larger contests that we're talking about, like the million maker, you have to have a really good lineup to get paid out because it's like probably what, 20% of the field gets paid. Yeah, 20 to 24 in general. I mean, it, it, normally when they're first starting out and let's say that hundred bucks, they're, they're okay with losing at that week, yeah. which means they could re up next week. I would tell them, well, first thing I would do is try to play a mix of like either a single max, three max and try to do some MME to figure out what you like doing as a person. Like if you think it's tough for you to, it's really tough for a lot of people to narrow down one lineup or three lineups because they feel like they're missing out that FOMO type stuff. So they may like getting a player pool. Um, and we have all that, this. That's me, know, by the way. I want, I want every, like I couldn't, you want very, yeah. I couldn't get rid of Benny on last week and it killed me because he shot six over in the first round. Like I'm like, Oh, yeah, what if he does go low? I can't, it's, I have FOMO. Like what? I didn't have Scotty Scheffler outright and I was freaking the geek out because when he shot a 59, cause he's my favorite golfer on tour. And, and so I think if people need to understand that if they, you know, you jump into that, you have, you, you're right. It's a spot on point. Like you need to figure out how you want to play. Right. Yeah. And if you, and especially with tools like that we have or where people go, where you can go in and go, all right, I can pick 30 guys or have my player pool and football's a little different. You know, I, I got my three quarterbacks. I got eight running backs or however you do it and then say, hit me 30 lineups and press a button and it builds your 30 lineups for you. Some people might like that because it doesn't, it takes some of the work out of them. Some people like to hand build. I mean, we have options for that, you know, a spreadsheet type deal if they want to do that. But if they feel like, man, that's, that's, I just don't have time for all that. And I just want to, I think I'll, I'll like doing one lineup to three lineups. And I'd say, do that. We'll go find the best, you know, there's a lot of three max, $5, three max, $15, you know, five max $5 that you can go in there and, and spread that money out and your leverage to the field and start that way where you at least understand how the concept of the building works. And then, you know, which we preach is go back and review who won those content. If you didn't yeah. happen to win, how did they win? Where'd they miss? Where'd you miss? And we do a lot of that in our content review and stuff like that. And we'll help along. And certainly Slack helps with some of that as well. But 
if you're really getting into it and it doesn't have to be a professional type deal, if you just want to have, you can have fun, but you want to try to build bankroll and win. Right. You're not, you're not doing it to like hand somebody hand DraftKings a hundred bucks. Like if you're playing, yeah. if you're playing fantasy, you're playing daily fantasy, you should, you should believe that you can win. You should want to win. And I, I it took me a long time and even, you know, getting like a, a jump start from, cause I, I, linger around Guff's corner all the time. Not as like, you know, hang around Slack. I do, you know, I do all the stuff. It's like, but you have to, you have to, you do have to have a process built out. And I didn't, I think I did it like two or three years ago. I did, um, uh, like, what was it? Like I would do like 50 bucks a week and put it on and put like, or maybe 60 bucks or something like that and do like three million maker entries and just sort of slap them together on Saturday, on Friday and Saturday night. And that is so stupid. Like it's oh, yeah. like it's you're just throwing away money and you know like be, best case I went thirty bucks back and so, um, you know I think the way to do it is to and I'm curious what you what you think you would do for football because I've I've followed, I've leaned on you for advice on golf like you got to get a player pool down to like thirty guys before the tournament and depending on depending on what tournament obviously for football I mean, you mentioned three quarterbacks what do you think is is kind of a good player pool to work for when you're when you're planning for a week let's assume you know assuming you're in i don't know i mean like let's assuming you want to do like six lineups or i don't know i don't know i mean yeah even if you're doing like 20 i think a lot of it will first depend on and, and some of that stuff we will talk about this year as i'm able to engage more is all right, maybe you don't want to get off the chalk. So let's say Lamar Jackson is going to be the chalk week one. Everybody's going to be on. I'm just throwing it hypothetically. Well, you may have a, you may say, I agree with that. So in that 20 lineups, and let's say our projections come out, he's going to be, you know, 34% on or something. Well, you, you may go, I, I don't care. I want to play Lamar. Um, I now have to be 60% of them. So that's going to differentiate. All right. How do I do the rest of my builds? Cause I only have X amount of slots for quarterbacks. And so you may only play three that week and hope they hit off. Or you may go, I'm going to fade the chalk this week and I'm going to spread it out and hope I get, you know, five or six combos and that chalk doesn't hit that big game, that chiefs versus whoever that's got, you know, 55 and a half total that everybody plays both sides. Chiefs because, versus Buccaneers something. You know. Because- you obviously, you look at the, everybody looks at the Vegas turtles when they're making calls about what players to use. If you were, if you were looking at a game and being like, oh, that's 55. I think I'm going to jump in on that. You're not, you're not, you're not ahead of the curve. Like you are, you are, you're behind the curve. And in fact, I mean, the way to do it is to say, all right, I think, so like, um, I was positive. Okay. Okay. Was it the freaking, was it the Jets Dolphins or was it, there was some, it was some game. Maybe it was Jets Dolphins last year. I was like, this game is going over and it is going to, they're going to be 70 points in there. And they ended up settling for like 42 field goals. But I, I like, you know, <laughs> that you want to find a game where maybe the total is lower than it looks like. Right. And, and think like, I think that game's going way over. They're going to be more points than they anticipate. And you can sort of target guys that'll be under owned in spots like that. Whereas, Everybody is going to, na- you know, naturally gravitate towards Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Not only are they, you know, the best and it makes logical sense to use them, but you know, when you, you know, when you're looking on your phone, cute picture of my son, uh, they are going to, uh, they're, you know, they're at the top of the list. So you're, it's, it's, it's like there's a psychological aspect of that too. Right. And, you know, and that's something that we're going to incorporate into the, the tools this year a little bit more is allowing people to say, I do think this game is either, either I think it's going to go way under, way over, um, call it a slider so that they can can sort of wait. You can wait games that you think will be more valuable or less valuable. And and obviously when you do that, like let's say, you know, for whatever reason, the, the Steelers win our team total is 22 versus, you know, whoever they're playing that week, the Ravens or something like that, you know, and you just think for whatever reason, it's going to be more like 34 for them. Well, what we want to be able to do is go, okay, if you do that, what's the, what's the correlation effect to the stats? Cause someone has to make up those yardage and touchdowns. And right. maybe that's where you can find that edge or that leverage in a spot that you personally, and, I, and that, that a lot of that for me comes in our handicapping, handicapping games for betting purposes, which is how I got into all this is when I start handicapping, I go, man, this, this line's way off or something. I'll use that potential leverage as a spot in, in DFS, if I think the whole world's on Saints versus 49ers, cause they're going to score, you know, 60, you know, 60, 70 points between the two teams, you know, I need to go find something different or you just got to be massively overweight or it's just going to wind up being a dupe or, you know, and it, you know, football's different because you can still get that chalky stack and then play a super low owned 
Calvin Ridley that maybe no one's on right. yet. Um, you know, this year there's a few of those type wide receivers that you go, man, no one's on Noah Faint yet, but I think he can really go for eight and a hundred on an upside ceiling game. And I can stack that as opposed to going super chalky where everybody's going to go Brady Gronk and then one of the wide receivers, right? That's right. going to probably be a pretty popular stack week one. And so if you got to do that, you got to do one of two things, either get super, you know, contrarian at some other position. So you're different or get over leverage on those plays um, and be double the field or something like that. You know, and, and football is so hard because you got so many combinations to go through, but I, you know, I think we can be as prepared as, as anybody out there. And then, you know, football is such massively talked about that you can use that public perception and look at line movement. People are getting bet up and all that um, to your advantage in the DFS world. Yeah. So, you know, just looking at week one, like Seahawks Falcons is kind of a, a game where the over under is 49, but I would, I would, I would guarantee you that more people are utilizing players from the Buccaneers and Saints, which is Tom Brady's first game against Drew Brees. And I think that both the Saints and the Buccaneers will end up having better defenses than the Falcons. And the Seahawks. Now, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into that than just, oh, bad defenses, because you got to look at pace of play. You have to look at offensive possessions and, and all of that. But Atlanta doesn't have a good defense. I don't think they're going to probably try to throw the ball because I don't know if they can get Gurley going. We'll see about that. But like, that's one of, you sort of have to play out the game scripts in your mind and having tools that you can utilize for that. Um, like you guys do, uh, you know, it's, it, it's almost, it's almost required in 2020. I don't think you can just, like look at the schedule and slap together a list of, of DFS guys. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it'd be difficult. Obviously, you know, maybe a, a single build you, you possibly can, but I know some of our, and even us, as we've developed them, like our scouting report we have for NFL and college, which will be back this year and kind of enhanced. It'll show, you know, average plays per game by the offense in both offenses. So you want right. to see how, how is their defense, you know, leaving them on the field all the time, whatever yards per play time of possession, who's keeping the ball. Are they, you know, so if, you got offense that's going up against another offense that seems to control the ball a lot. Well, that's going to limit that team's opportunities on the field. And you, I mean, that's just, it's Seahawks, so subtle. And Falcon, right? Like, like it might not work because if Seattle wants to run the ball 7,000 times and Lord knows they, they apparently want to in the first half. Right. You know, and you got to, and that's where, you know, and Bobby does a good job college and he's stepping in on NFL some this year of analyzing the offensive coordinators, the coach, you know, the mindset of that game and that game script, how it's going to run out. And you go, you know, this could be bad setup for this team that they're playing against because of the way this guy likes to coach. And there's just not your average Joe's going to go out there and do all that research, which is why we have the platform we do. We try to provide as much as we can, but it definitely will give you the edge on that kind of stuff. And, you know, in, in NFL more than anything, um, the, you know, instant reaction, you know, overreaction to stuff and underreaction allows for a lot of edge that I, that I late in the season, I started just doing that. I I'd take those stances because I knew everybody's going to overreact to a great performance or underreact to a bad one. And you could really get some leverage there. Um, and, and I focused on my NFL. I, I sucked for a while. I, I just struggled with under, you know, gaining that advantage and, and really finally had a decent year last year. In college, we've had as good of an edge as anybody in the industry the last two years. Um, Bobby's bar none tremendous and then i i hop in there and, and help out at times especially a lot more contacts in the college side to, to get a hold of information you, got, yeah, but, you can get information in college where and you know sort of who's uh i think i've right. erroneously given you like hey you should check out oh no who was it uh xavier uh zonovan knight my guy from uh NC yep. State, who like yeah. played pretty well in a couple spots nothing insane but um, well, I mean, you know, Bobby played at Notre Dame, so he he's well connected up there in that Big Ten type world and all that. And obviously, I have a lot in the Big Twelve, so it definitely helps to spread out. And, get, and I mean, and we're following. I mean, we're going above and beyond. Like we're following Twitter beat writers, all which will be weird this year to see how that works out. I don't know how many are going to be able to be on the sidelines and stuff, but right. you know, you're following that because you're trying to look for inside information, especially college, especially when you start getting into the the mini slates throughout the week. You know, the pack attack, you know, all these midnight uh, Mac attack type games and stuff like that. There's there's yeah. such an edge there that, you know, just getting in, in the slack and then obviously getting our little Bobby will do a write-up for any big slate, that alone will give you a, a ton of edge and stuff like that. And NFL is going to be a little different because it's so sad. So you really have to think outside the box and get uncomfortable with some of your plays. 
but there are plenty of ways to, I really think it comes down to a being in the right contest with the right money and then B understanding how to construct, which is something we really talk about and hone on um, in, in the, not only in the Slack, but just through the podcasting content, because I think people don't understand the leverage spot, whether it be ownership or leaving money on the table, stuff like that in not only football, but any of the sports. Well, and it's, it's weird because I think that you, not you, I mean, any, you, the, the general sure. you goes into DFS even just NFL DFS. And it's like, okay, I'm going to use my football knowledge to pick the best people possible. But the reality is that for all of these sports with DFS, and this is what I guess what I was getting at with the puzzle thing. I just said it poorly. It's more about game theory. Like it's, sure. it really is more about game theory than now. If you pick, like you could pick the chalk and if the chalk all goes off, you know, all the heavily owned guys and you just happen to pick all of them, you can win. It happens. Like I, you know, I, and you, you know, so you, you have to go with your gut to a degree, but also like you have to be willing, as you point out, to take some stances that might be a little different because if, you know, if 40% of a, let's say, you know, the $12 single entry contest, which is one I like to do, because you know, you just know everybody has, everybody, it's the same thing. Everybody has one, one lineup that they do. Right. If you think 40% of that, that field of the, the 10,000 people or whoever enters it are going to have Christian McCaffrey, well, I mean, you know, yeah, he's probably going to have a, you know, he's probably going to put up some points, but he has to put up a lot of points in order to pay off a, his cost and b his ownership. And so, you know, you could kind of pivot to a different running, like a Joe Mixon who might be under owned in a lesser uh, publicized game and, you know, Mixon beats McCaffrey. And you've, as you point out, you have a huge amount of leverage on the field. Well, not only that, just getting off that one guy, right. your natural construction of your lineup is going to be different because everybody else that's starting McCaffrey is generally going to go. To the, they you have the same kind of dollar bowl. You narrowed a hundred percent down to sixty percent, or you know whatever whatever the number of McCaffrey is. And so now, if you're right about your lineup, you just have to beat sixty percent of the field, which is a huge. I mean, that's massive. Well, and I think this year, you know, for sure, DFS will probably, like you mentioned, be a little more. I think there are going to be people that get frustrated with the whole COVID and then, you know, you know, half an offensive line gets, you know, test positive on a Saturday night. Well, in your season long, you don't have many options and to go in right. there and, and pick up someone. I'm, I know everybody's season long is probably adding some spots or some IR spots or something. So you can try to pivot, but you're going to be picking up, you know, nobody's on the, on the uh, free agency market on a Sunday morning. So the DFS, at least worst case, you're pretty much by 10 o'clock ish, you know, I'm central standard time. So 11 your time. Yeah. Let, by know 11, if, you got every, right. Yeah. And the COVID people are going to be well out before that. So you don't have that last minute. This dude just, they're not going to have a test positive at 11 a.m. <laughs> Sunday. They're going to know it at least the night <laughs> right, before. Right. So, I mean, gambling and all that kind of stuff, that stuff's going to be, it's easier to do. The, and we will get into gambling in a little bit. That's going to be tough because you'd like to normally jump on lines, at least, you know, sharper guys that like to, you know, get on lines early before they move a lot. There's could be some hesitancy this year to go. I think so. I want to hop on a line and put some bankroll out there. And then the running back gets test positive on Thursday and I'm out. So or the quarterback. That, be interesting. I mean, or, yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Any, or like three offensive linemen, you know, and uh, like RJ White said in a previous pod, it's, it's almost, I think you could see underdogs get more early action than favorites because, you know, like, you know, you're not going to see a nine point dog go to like plus 20. I mean, more than likely, sure. you know, if, if, if every, you know, if everybody gets sick, that could happen. But, but by and large, uh, it will, uh, it, it will probably be fine. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll do talk some week one DFS options and then some gambling and future bets. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, so we mentioned week one a little bit like the and, – and so people understand the slates work like this. There's the Thursday night showdown slate, which means you can play a single game. I, I really like playing them, but, man, it is a freaking crapshoot. I don't think anybody who's doing DFS for the first time should invest a lot into those single-game showdowns. Is, does that seem fair? I mean – no, yeah, I, I, it's a, you know, the, the captain mode makes, I mean, it makes it a little bit, you know, uh, trying to figure out who you're going to put in the captain spot on those NFL showdowns, but it, you're definitely much more, it's definitely something if I was going to do it, whatever my bankroll allowed, I'd be doing, even if it's a 25 cent 20 max, I'd want to get as many combinations as I can. I do because mm, you're right. You, you yeah. have to take some chances on the, the third string wide receiver that may happen to get a touchdown for the first time in six weeks. Um, that may make the difference. Break the slate is what we call it. I, so I had Raheem Mostert as my captain in the NFC Championship game when he ran for two hundred yards and three touchdowns, and I didn't even like sniff winning it because you're just you're just gonna have like there. Yeah, as you Combos, point out, there are yeah. the, these guys who put in tons of lives. They have tons of bankroll because they've won these, and they're gonna put in you know all kinds of crazy combinations. And there's only so many dudes that you can have in that single game showdown. So I, I think that's a good call. Like lots of entries. Low cost, but there's a, so there's a Thursday night showdown, a Sunday night showdown and a Monday night showdown. And then the, the rest of the slate for DFS is the 1 PM and 4 PM games, the, the, the regular NFL games. So you're sort of choosing from that. And so week one is a little tough because the Texans are off the board. Chiefs, I mean, Chiefs, when yep. the Chiefs are off the board, it's a problem. Uh, you also have the Rams and Cowboys. So you're not like, I mean, a ridiculous amount of high level skill position guys. And then of course, on you know Monday, there's there's multiple games. Uh, so we have why can't I not? Oh, they already have week. Jeez, they already have uh, freaking week two lines up too already. Great. Um, Titans and Broncos and Steelers and Giants. I mean, that, that's a that's a ton of guys who are off the off the main slate. Uh, is there anybody that sort of and people listening to this do not take what you know anybody that we say here as gospel because a COVID, b it's freaking you know August twenty fifth. And the games are a ways away, but I mean, is anybody is anybody on your radar at all for for week one? And you know, if you, you know. yeah, no, I, I think um, man, I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars and, and that whole kind of. I, I mean, I think with the Colts, I definitely we've you know, there's and they could wind up being chalky, but I think those running backs could have a huge week. Um, mm. Mac Mac and Taylor. Um, is maybe a situation, you know, if they're, if they're going to pound the ball a lot, you know, we don't know what Rivers is going to be like per se, but you, you know, there are times you start both running backs. I mean, last year when, when Gordon came back, you, you know, Eckler and Gordon could pay off depending on the price, you know, the value of that. Um, Taylor's going to be a rookie. So if he comes in cheap, you may be able to start both. And if, you know, if he gets a touchdown on limited carries type of deal or he's the PPR type of guy, you can get in that situation where that, that may make you, unique um you know i like denver a lot in general this year but i think they're on the monday night yeah well, they're the two one. monday night games yeah yeah um, so I, that, that kind of you know i think lock uh, I, I like team. i like the idea of in week one you mentioned the colts so i'm sort of in on marlon mack carrion johnson um devin singletary guys who are who have been in the league whether they're veterans or in singletary's case you know just been in the league a little bit longer like second year who are competing against rookies for, for the starting job, because I think that this offseason will make rookies, I think it'll make it a little bit tougher. And those rookies are heralded and hyped up and we won't have any preseason games and we won't see how this year, how they're split up. So I think maybe there's some value in sort of the, like, Marlon Mack is not sexy. Nobody likes Marlon Mack. Nobody wants Marlon Mack. Like you can get him for like the eighth round of a fan, tenth round of a fantasy draft, whatever it is. Like nobody wants on Johnson. And I just sort of wonder if week one, you know, maybe those coaches are like, all right, look, we can't trust like you really gonna trust DeAndre Swift in pass protection week one with Matthew Stafford, you know, having all those injuries, you know, back injury and all that. So maybe carry on Johnson week one out of the gate, maybe Marlon Mack. I think that could be an interesting spot to look for because they should be, they, there's no way those guys will be expensive. No, and I, I'm interested to see like um especially like you mentioned, you don't have uh Mahomes on the slate. I gotta think that 
Lamar will be popular against Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, is, is a Cam Newton against the Dolphins at home going to b- go under some kind of radar? He'll still be popular, but he may be 12% where Lamar's 35%. So I can take that and hope he kind of comes out as focused as he seems to. Um, I'll be, I mean, you know, this, I'll be big on, even though they're going up against 49ers, it's actually one of the week one bets I like. I like the Cardinals plus seven against 49ers. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I'm looking at this year, um, and Bobby's done a lot of the research for us and already put out two articles is, is reviewing kind of what you mentioned. Who's got the long term chemistry, less turnovers, especially, um, who's not having a new offensive coordinator or head coach quarterback type combo worries me a little bit about my Cowboys with Dak. Um, you know, cause it's a brand, you know, brand new system, right? Um, I think he's got all the weapons in the war world. And one of my bets sleepers that I'll give out later is involved in that as a rookie, but. That kind of that thing, and then looking at who's a new defensive coordinator that week one, trying to establish his team and his set versus, a, like you said, a veteran quarterback. That that stuff I still hadn't got into deep dive yet because obviously we've been nonstop with golf. But yeah, those sure. are things I'll go to look at and say, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but you mentioned one. I mean, if there's a a brand new defensive coordinator at say the the Panthers, well, you should know that. I don't remember that. I know they switched coaching staff, so yeah, yeah they're they're all new. Ain't nobody, all new, right? Nobody in that building that's been there for like more than a week, uh, except so the, maybe the, Shaq yeah, Thompson. The, the Raiders may be a, a great opportunity um against that type of setup. We don't know what yeah. the Panthers don't we but on the flip side, there's no film, as we mentioned. So the Raiders are like, we don't know what kind of defense they're gonna play for sure. We don't know the coaches and they'll go do the research that this coach likes to play a four three or three four or, or whatever, three three four, something like that. But those are the things, especially week one, I think will have a great advantage if you choose to do it. I'm more likely going to be doing MME stuff. Because of the, such the unknown, I don't know that I want to get down to a single lineup. I, mean, I always have one bullet in something, but I'll definitely be looking at mass multi-entry for for, oh, just yeah. for, for, no, for people that don't know. It's like yep. that's the one where you you know you could enter uh, like you know you can do the four like like Gut was talking about before the basketball like four four dollars per lineup, twenty lineups, eighty bucks for the full contest, and that way if like you you decide to roll the dice on a Christian on a um on a Derek Carr Amari Cooper stack. And what am I talking about? He's on the Cowboys. Derek Carr and and Henry Ruggs stack or whatever, you know, Aaron Waller. And it, and then it's, and then they, they suck for whatever, like the Panthers defense is suddenly great, which is probably not going to happen, but like you're not, it doesn't take down your whole Sunday. And that's sort of the risk reward. I I, I do wonder with the stacking, how much do you, what, what percent of your lineups do you end up stacking where that's the term? Obviously it's like, you know, you take Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. So, Stafford throws a bomb to Galladay, and all of a sudden you are flying up the leaderboard because you get double the points. Correct. Um, it really depends on the kind of how the slate's going. I definitely sure. don't mind playing the term naked quarterback, which means most people will say you need to at least stack uh, him with, at worst case, a running back, a tight end, but at least one wide receiver because the theory is – if he goes off, then how is a wide receiver not going to be good, right? But sometimes you get in a difficult position of which freaking wide receiver is going to do good. And so some right. guys, people, people do both. Like some will have, I mean, there'll be a ton of Brady, um, Gronk, and then either Godwin or, um, you know, Evans type lineups, or some will put all four in and say, I hope they score 40 today and right. I get a piece of all of it. Um, so it definitely kind of more depends on, you know, I, I like, I like to try to get sneaky stuff. If that makes sense, like yeah, for if, sure. Dallas, if Dallas was playing on the main slate on that week one, I for sure would have um, Dak and CD Lamb as because I think CD is. Well, this is not because you're an Oklahoma Cowboys homer. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> and by the way, CD Lamb <laughs> is. I mean, That's I had fun. as my number three player in the in the draft coming out. So like, I I'm I am all in on CD. I'm trying to think who I had behind ahead of CD Lamb. It was Joe Burrow and now I forget. Yep. Yeah, I would think he's he, third he, overall. That's what I'm saying. He's incredible and he's showing up in camp and he's got yeah. a great, he's got a smart coach and an offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore has been there and a stud quarterback in Dak. Like he's, they just have three number one wide receivers in Dallas. They do. Yeah. And, and how, you can't cover them all. So I, he's, yeah. he's going to be shifty. They've talked about using them in some of that, um, you know, running, you know, you know, even in the running game, like, you know, sweeps sure. and stuff like jet sweeps, stuff like that. So I like that he's going to get involved. I'm, I didn't mean I'm going to go put him in eight out of 10 lineups, but I don't have to, he's not going to be that high owned. So those are the type of spots I want to look for in that. And not only week one, but in general, where can I exploit, you know, the, the leverage to the field that week on games that I think people may not be paying much attention to, like you mentioned. Um, and, and that, you know, I definitely think, Lamar's game, and I think Baker could be a good – and sometimes you'll see we, – we talk about stacks. 
it'll be a game stack, but they'll go the opposite way. So they yes. may have Baker and just play um, Hollywood and hope Hollywood goes off and maybe Baker and or you know, or you do or you do um, Mark Ingram and Baker and Odell and right, and you right. and you hope that like the Ravens are up big and running it and Baker's having to chunk it a bunch and and all of a sudden you know because like that's how the game script would work one team the team with right. the eight and a half point spread or the team that's favored by eight and a half points is gonna presumably the especially the, the run control team is going to be pounded the ball and then at the same time you have the other team trying to catch back up and and so you can create different like to your Colts point if you played both Colts running backs you could then come back and have Gardner Minshew as your quarterback and hope that the Colts are up big pounding the ball at their running backs feeding both Mac and Jonathan Taylor and then Gardner is having to just chunk it down deep to DJ Chark and uh DD Westbrook yeah, I mean without question I, I would I would assume the Saints Bucks are going to be the highest stack game. Absolutely. Just, I mean, it won't even be close. It's a late game too. So, um, you know, and breeze to the, yeah. I, I forgot about this. This is obvious and I'm an idiot, but obviously the, the salaries are out. Uh, Lamar's one, Russ, Breeze, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. So those are your top five quarterbacks in terms of salaries. Brady's 6,500. Lamar is jacked up at 81. I mean, no surprise because he was a slate murderer last year. Um, but I mean, there's, when you go to that, and then Josh Allen is six. When you go to the quarterback page to draft a quarterback, you're going to see cheaper options that you can just hit with your thumb. And there are going to be a lot of people who do that. And I, I mean, Brady and Breeze, when you see Tampa Bay at New Orleans in the late game, you know, you're going to be watching it. People are going to want to play those two quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, I mean, like you mentioned Lamar and, and probably should be noted. The reason why Lamar tends to just murder slates is because of the running. It, it sure. scores so much more. In, in NFL as a running, all the r- rushing yards he gets just, it's hard for a passing quarterback to match that. Now it doesn't mean he's always, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on, do you think they try to dial him back on being mobile this year? Or do you think they just say, this is our, this is our guy and we're going to keep doing what we're doing? Obviously, I think they're going to throw more. And I think Hollywood obviously has put some weight on and he, he should be more durable and people forget how good he is and how fast he is. Another, you know, OU guy. But I, do you think they're going to kind of dial him back some or just keep going? It's a great question. I would not – I think that when you see them use a second-round pick on a guy like J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, who I, I really yeah. like and is, uh, you know, should be – I think will be – I think they're going to blend Dobbins and Ingram. Ingram's a little bit older. Um, you know, you drafted Justice Hill last year out of OK State. I would be really, really surprised if Lamar finished with uh, – I don't think he'll top 175 carries. I think maybe closer to a hundred. And now I, last year, I, before the season, I said, there's no way he's going to be over 150 this year. I mean, like, right. you know, there's no way he can run at that. Actually, I take that back. You know, he only started, he started seven games. He ran less last year. He was just more effective in 2019 than he was in 2018. He was so dynamic as a passer. Like, I don't think he's going to average, he probably won't average seven yards per attempt rushing again. I mean, that led the freaking league. And right, so if, right. if he, if he regresses at all running and they give him less carries, you know, that's, that's why I won't, draft him in the first round or second round or third round in a, in a season long fantasy league. Cause I just think regression on touchdowns and probably the rushing is, is built in there. So yes, sure. to answer your question, I think he rushes less. Yeah. But and uh, you know, this is a game. unique, you mentioned week one pricing is already out. DraftKings likes to do that at times and get the hype up. Obviously sure. normally they come out Sunday night for the next week, but so there's going to be some pricing stuff we can take advantage of, especially as you start seeing, um, depth charts get set, you know, DraftKings can't price in if someone skyrocketed to be starting running back that was, you know, fourth on the depth chart when they put the pricing out. So, but the problem with that is a lot of people will hop on that type of chalk because they're, they're cheap. So there could be a, a, you see that and that may be a point to pivot and go, all right, I'll just won't, uh, we don't know that that guy's gonna be good just because he's a $3,000 running back and now he's starting. Um, and I'll take the, I'll just say I'm off. I'm not going to do that. This happens a lot when a lot of running backs get, uh, you know, they're questionable going in and then right at the, uh, 1130 or whatever it comes out and he's out. Well, everybody goes to his backup right, right, like, right. $3,300. And then, then they start plug. But when you do that, everybody's going to that. Then everybody's plugging the Michael Thomas and these kind of guys that are super expensive because they can fit them now. And you're, you're virtually going up against the same lineups and you have no leverage. So it's, it's really, I mean, there are some times that it's worth it. You just know the guy's going to go off, but at times you can really fade that kind of stuff. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk more specific gambling and fantasy for the season because Again, like week one is fun to talk about and it's coming soon, but 
there's I mean, yeah, we saw Grant Delpit like right before we started recording this is safety, you know, rookie safety, second round pick for the Browns. He went down there where it's Achilles, we don't know. But like that sort of stuff, I mean, you know, they're gonna be all I think they're gonna be even more injury changes leading into the season because of how this offseason has worked. Uh what are you looking at from a, a futures gambling perspective? What's uh what's catching your eye? Yeah, futures are difficult this year, obviously, because people I mean, I'd obviously you'd want to tell people to make sure they understand the betting rules wherever they're betting um, yes. as far as games getting played. What's the rule? Um, you know, Heisman stuff. I don't know if they're going to do that, but any of that stuff, offensive rookie like, of the year. Do like, not ha- bet the over on a team. If it says like, it needs to say must play 16 games. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like if that's not built in and you won't get your money back for that, then don't, isn't that right? That's how, that's what you, you wouldn't want to bet the over. No, absolutely not. No, it, 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 most not should, but I'd make sure that you have sure. that, that, that that's in their rules because yeah, you don't under, maybe you take the chance, but you still wouldn't want to because you, I mean, you want to play a full season and most will probably do that, but especially some of these, you know, the over under deals is one thing, but then like yardage, you know, so, you know, guys that get over certain rushing yardage or something like that may, you know, is it going to be, you know, rushing leader. If they only play 12 games, are they going to go, this is the rushing leader and they're going to pay it off or is it must play 16? Make sure you know that before you get sure. it. I definitely sure. will have as least, um, season long stuff that I've Absolutely. ever had probably in 10 years, yep. but I'll still have some that I think I like. And, and, you know, one of the hardest things I've been working on my rankings, I do power rankings every week, like a lot of people is, Factoring in home field advantage. I mean, that's going to be, you know, with no fans, limited fans, um, you know, that's huge in the betting world. Normally it can be a three to six point swing, you, you know, based on whether you're home or away. I don't think, obviously, I don't think you can factor that in as much this year. So that's another thing to kind of go through. I, I, I like, my first one I like is the Bills under nine. Um, I like them. I think they can, solid defense, not, not a ton of changes. I think obviously digs will help, um, and obviously free up, uh, Brown some to actually have another wide receiver there, but I, I just think that's more directed to people underestimating what Belichick can do with the Patriots. And I, I, I think nine's probably the right number right around there. 8.75 is where I had it, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're in my world, it, those fractions of the numbers, it's not oh, a huge, huge bet, but, yeah. but, but I love, I love the Bills under and the Broncos over are my two favorite right out of the kind of, uh, long term. I'm high on the Broncos this year. I think. Are you worried? Good. Are you worried the Broncos are too trendy? Are the, are the Broncos trendy? I feel like they are, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I get, I sort of get in my head around, around August about who's, what, who's on what teams. Right. It's kind of like, was it the Browns last year that was real trendy? Oh, you know, yeah. at that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, but something half is fading the Browns, but I faded them with the Steelers instead of the Ravens, unfortunately. Yeah, like eight and eight doesn't sound like it's not like he's got to go out there. I mean, 10 and six. I mean, Locke's good. We saw that the last four weeks, but more than that to me is, I mean, Hamler and Judy are studs. Yeah. I mean, tremendous college football players. And, and that just, you know, fans good. And I think their defense will be good enough. And where there's not much home field advantage this year, or potentially with no fans, at least they still have their home field advantage because of the altitude type stuff. So great point. They may have more of a home field than most. Um, like I love them week one, you know, they're minus one and a half. Um, that would be a bet I'll make. I'm obviously going to let the line kind of settle in a little bit, but I like them over. Uh, I like the lions over this year a lot. I think that divisions. Yes. Welcome to the yeah. team lions. Yeah, I'm definitely, I think Stafford, what they did without him last year with like scrubs compared to, you know, potential and, and the offense is definitely, you know, loaded and can, can go. And if they can just have somewhat of a decent defense and I'm, I'm down on, I like the Vikings, still Vikings fan, but Vikings, Bears and Packers aren't like making, you know, making me get all giddy all, inside. So all I'll, three I'll, of those teams, in my opinion, I assume you agree had bad off seasons. Like the Vikings lost a ton on defense. They lose their offensive coordinator. I know that Kubiak's going to come in and be fairly is. seamless. They lose, yeah, they lose Stephon Diggs. Like, you can't tell me, I mean, Justin Jefferson's a stud. Don't get me wrong. He ain't coming in and being Stephon Diggs out out of the box. Like, you're, you're hoping he develops into Stephon Diggs or some, some sort of version of that. Thielen's been a little banged up. I love Irv Smith and I love Dalvin Cook. Uh, we don't know that the offensive line will be great. And I, I just don't think defensively, I, I, I could see them slipping into like the 10 to 15 range instead of being like, you know, top 10 defense. And if that happens, they can take a step back. Chicago doesn't know. We don't know what they're doing at quarterback in, in Green Bay. I mean, if you like Green Bay's offseason, I'd like to meet you because you're the only, you're like, you're either Aaron Nagler or you're like, you're, you're, you know, you're like one of the Packers beat writers or, or, or someone that I don't, I don't necessarily believe. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody like the Packers offseason. 
God, yeah, I just can't. I, it worries me that they didn't get him weapons. So I'm like, what is the mindset of the entire? And you get a running back in the second round when you already have two very viable running backs in the NFL. Right. Um, but you know, that, that's no matter how they split it, that's three guys competing. And you have, you still have no wide receivers outside of Adams, really. Um, you know, I like some of their young guys. They, they flourish at wide receiver, but you know, Rogers, I just don't know where he's at mentally. Is he frustrated? I mean, if that thing could go, that thing could go haywire in a second. Exactly. Also, it could go sideways fast. So, you know, seven and nine for a break even bet on the Lions, I'll take that. And, and, you know, the last one is, you know, until you get to the props is, and it, I don't, you know, kind of hates me to say this, but, I, I think the Eagles, even though they're going to be battling with the Dallas to win the division, I think, you know, I think the Eagles 10 and six is a pretty safe number for me. I think that team is, is undervalued there, in my opinion. So over nine and a half for the Eagles is, um, is another bet that I've made. Debo, uh, you're, I know you're listening excitedly and I, I didn't tell you that Cup is a Cowboys fan before we had him on. You probably would have. <laughs> Debo's a huge Eagles fan. Um, he cried when they won the Super Bowl. Pete Prisco likes to make fun of him for that. And, uh, I wouldn't have, I don't know that he would have, he would have like, been like, I lost, I lost Cup's contact if he'd known you were a Cowboys fan. Uh, but, uh, but what do you think about the Eagles no, over there? Dude? He's invited back. That's, that's what, <laughs> that's what 10 and six gets you. Uh, that, that's fair. <laughs> that's right. I, I have similar optimism, but it's nice to hear it from someone that, uh, dislikes the team. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I think the Redskins and Giants are going to struggle. So, uh, Giants probably a little bit of success, but I, I don't really, I don't know if their defense is, is nowhere near where it needs to be. Uh, and, and Washington, we don't know what we're going to get out of there. Um, obviously the sad news about, uh, Coach Ron, 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 I, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know how, what impacts they're going to have. That kind of happened over the weekend. I hadn't dove in to see if he's stepping away at all or, or anything. I'm sure you probably know he more said, about that. Yeah. No, I mean, he said Jack Del Rio. Yeah. So Ron Rivera was diagnosed with, uh, I believe is prostate cancer. Is that right? I think it's lymph node cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think, and I mean, look, lymph node cancer. And it, this is one where um, they said, you know, they think that um, he's going to recover. He says he's going to recover. He's going to be fine. All that. But I mean, you know, in a COVID world, right? You know, you can't necessarily yeah. take a lot of the chances that you might otherwise. And so I think there's a chance. You know, there's Correct. a case that perhaps he he says, "Wait, that would mean Jack Del Rio's in charge." Uh, it, you know, but yeah, I think the Redskins could struggle with all the transition they're going through for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I, I just think the Eagles are may, maybe overlooked because of that. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I love the Cowboys. Obviously, they're, they're my team per se, but I never let my heart get in front of money and especially DFS and all that kind of stuff. But I just think the Eagles are a good team. And I think, I think they did well with all the banged up injuries they had last year. I think Miles Sanders is a stud. I love him. Um, you know, I, I use him a lot in DFS type stuff. And, um, I, I just think they can easily, I think 10 and six is a, is actually low. I mean, I could see him 11 and five and flirting with a 12 and four type of record. So I like him and, I, and that staff's there. I mean, you got, you got veteran quarterback with that coach. I mean, all that kind of stuff I like to see going into this type of year, a COVID year, if you want to call it that. They're, they're a team I'm high on this year. All right. Uh, give me a couple of uh, props that you like. Yeah, I got two. Uh, first one, obviously, is kind of hinted to. I, I, I bet CD at rookie of the year. Um, I've seen him 17 to 20 to one, depending on different, different books. I like either. Yeah. I like that number for him. Um, you know, typically, yeah, a, a quarterback, I don't see Burrow, um, succeeding like that to be rookie of the year per se. Uh, I think he's going to struggle a little bit, although he's got all the talent in the world. We saw that last year. Um, you know, and then the running back, but I don't think. C C E H is in a position to kind of just dominate statistically in that Kansas City offense, right? So I think C D could go for over a thousand and ten touchdowns this year. Um and that's gonna be huge. And so that number, the 17, 20 to one number is, is great value. And then kind of my sleeper one that that I was high on is I got Calvin Ridley over a thousand and twenty-five yards. I think he's gonna have a breakout year. Uber talented, very, I mean, played him a lot last year in, in certain spots. And he had like eight, 68, 80 yards last year in a very weird Atlanta year. They're a team I think that could be undervalued this year a little bit, but, um, you know, Sanu's out now. So I think he's a, a solid too. And then you got, um, Hooper that's, will take some off of him and obviously you got Julio. So I think he could have a tremendous year in Atlanta and, and that, that, you know, that division likes to, they have high scoring games a lot. Um, so, and I like their schedule. I looked at it and I think some of the secondaries are play lines up for them. So that's a kind of a sleeper long-term prop that I like. Uh, so I think a lot of people, when you look at like long season fantasy drafts, I did a mock draft earlier today and, and I, I'm, I'm staunchly in the, I'm taking two running backs unless, you know, stuff goes haywire and there's just 
like Julio falls to me in the second round. I'll take Julio. I, I don't mind that, but I'm taking running backs early and then wide receivers. There's just a lot of deeper, like guy, like Tyler Lockett. You can get as your wide receiver two in the fourth round. Calvin Ridley is going really early. Do you, do you think there's a chance he could outperform Julio Jones from a statistical standpoint? Hmm. Yardage wise, yes. Uh, touchdowns, yeah. I don't know. Julio is so good at, at red zone typically. Um, but I think he could have more yards than Julio and, and even potentially more catches is because Julio will get a lot of the rollover coverage, allowing him to, you know, sneak across the middle and stuff. And he, and that's what he does well. Sure. Um, so I, I think he'd do yardage touchdowns, maybe not as much because he tends to get those long touchdowns, uh, which is good. But you know, when they get in the red zone between Hooper and Julio, they, they seem to be the targets. So I, yeah, so maybe I it's a Hayden Hurst Julio thing now. Uh, by the way, CD Lamb 14 to one at William Hill. I mean, I, I would, I still think that's pretty good value. He's even with, Henry Ruggs and right ahead, they're just ahead of Jerry Judy. Uh, and the second tier of running backs, DeAndre Swift, 18 to one. Only, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, 12 to one. Don't bet that. He's not going to get that many carries. Two at eight to one. You can't bet that. You don't know how many games he's going to start. Right. And like you said, Edwards, Alaire and Burrow, I, I do think are the favorites. Yeah. But that's a pretty short price for them. Like, you know, Kyler probably could have lost to. Josh Jacobs last year. If Jacobs had played, he probably would have lost to Josh Jacobs if Jacobs had played the full season. And so, we'll see. I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I don't, he didn't, he had a good year, but it wasn't like yeah, just yeah. stand out. What, yeah, what do you think know. about Kyler as an MVP candidate? I mean, I've already got all the Kyler money I needed from the Heisman, so I definitely don't. I, I think it's too Shut short. Back, I, by I, way, what did you, what did you get him at? Like 55 to, what was it? 35 to 1? 40 to 1 and then 30 to 1. 40 to 1 Heisman. Yeah. He, I like him a lot. I just don't know if I trust the, I mean, I know the O line on paper looks a lot better, but I need to see it before. If that, if that O line is just anywhere sufficient so that they can, can, can sustain drives, that was a problem last year. Yes, he is talented enough to win the league's MVP, but you still got Lamar out there. You got Mahomes out there. You got the, I mean, just absolute elite guys. And he's like 20 to one now too, which it's just right. I don't, the know, number was. With those big boys up there, I, you know, and Brady, if Brady comes back and has a monstrous year out of nowhere, I mean, he, he could easily be slid right back into that type of deal. Um, so I, I like him. I don't, I don't like that number. I mean, that's the number that sometimes depend on some, you can get live numbers week three, week four in as things start mm. shifting and, and maybe he drops a little bit and, and as things settle and the, the O line plays together a little bit more. Maybe he has a bang up, you know, last 12 games when he starts out just average, something like that. Yeah. So he's even Carson Wentz. I'd rather have it twenty-five to one. I think at this point, over over Kyle, and I really like the Cardinals this year. Uh, oh, last one. Um, unless you have more props, but I'm curious what you think about. And I mentioned Ridley in that receiver range. What, like Michael Gallup. So how do you like? Do, are you do you think that Gallup and Cooper and CD Lamb are all just all viable starters in fantasy this year? I mean, it's possible. It is possible. I mean, you obviously at times you had that with the Chiefs. Um, uh. I like Gallup a lot, um, which is why I like, I actually think Cooper could be come by the end of the year kind of third as far as total stats, yards, touchdowns to Gallup and CD Lamb. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it, obviously, you know, people key on him originally, but now with getting CD in, um, you know, I've seen him many times in person live and I think people, which is why I was shocked to like you that he fell that far. I, I think. I think both of them will do tremendous and, and will be a, a popular stack for, you know, several weeks, you know, with Dak and, and Gallup, CD Cooper, however you want to mix and match all that. Right. Um, definitely like, I mean, all that can be there, but there's, there's a lot of wide receivers that are, like you mentioned, wide receivers fairly deep that it's you can go, you know, especially rookies. I really think it's a strong rookie class with Judy yeah. rugs. I even like, I mean, a sleeper guy that I've been trying to pick up in drafts. I got him in my, the first one I've done is back to the Eagles is a uh, rigor from TCU. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. stud, great guy. I mean, Ray, you know, Michael Pitt and love a love for what they need with, with, to pair with Wentz. And he's like, I mean, you, I mean, you can get him. Lamb is going a lot earlier because all the, like in drafts, oh, at yeah. least when we did today, because of all the hype coming out of Cowboys camp and that offense. And it's a good landing spot and all that. Um, rugs and Rager, you can get, I mean, fairly discounted still. Even and in, and I, I don't even know if like a guy, I think that's completely forgotten about just because of his injuries and stuff, but he is uber, uber talented from, from Arizona state is Nikhil Harry. I think with Cam, he could have a breakout yeah. sophomore year because he just kind of got shuffled when he had to be on the IR with the first eight weeks and just never caught up, especially with, with, you know, a Brady Belichick type of system. But 
he man, he's he's damn good. He was really, really good at Arizona State. And I think he can come out and flourish this year and kind of be I mean, I'm trying to get him late in rounds if I can. And he could be a, a big red zone weapon for Cam. Yes. Um exactly. I, I like it. Higher on the pay. It's nothing wrong with being high on Bill Belichick's teams, you know? Like correct. Like, like don't fade Bill Belichick. I get I get you lost Tom Brady. Maybe don't fade Bill Belichick just quite yet, folks. Uh all right, Cup. Good stuff, man. Yep, I appreciate here. it. Football's here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, it's just if anybody wants to come check it out. We do have a code, CBS, 30% off. Um, oh, look at for, that. Yeah, any monthly annual. Um, so you can just go to govscorner.com slash membership. Check out the packages. If you have questions, send me a DM, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know the difference. There's really only two, but you do a month or, or annual, and, and really it's just a matter of if you're more of an analytical and want to use custom models, tools, stats, the live leaderboard like you talked about, it's it's not that much of a difference price-wise, so it's certainly worth it because you get all the sports with it. So, yeah, but we want to put that out there for you. anybody listening. They can go sign up. All right, so look, if you want to get into DFS – this, I mean, when I got into DFS, I started going to, to Gup's Corner and I, and like I said, I won a contest. So I mean, yeah, what are you, yeah, what are you, what are you waiting for? Um, go to gupscorner.com, use promo code CBS, you get 30% off. And now is the month you want to do it because as Gup points out, you get both football and golf and you can sort of test your chops in both of those sports. You can, you know, you can work up, do some golf leading up to it and then you can fire away a football in week one when it comes and, uh, it's coming soon. Um, uh, yeah, at, uh, is it at Gup underscore GC? Is that right? Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, and we, and we obviously have daily NBA and MLB as that's going right, right now. Right, right, yeah, as long as I keep going, yeah, you get all four sports. Yeah, UFC, NASCAR, it's all covered. Well, there you go. Great. So go, get your, yep. go get your discount, and uh, it's good to see you, man. We'll uh, you too. I appreciate we'll play, it. We'll play golf soon, and uh, and get to crack a couple cold beers, maybe a little tea. Oh, look, looking forward to it. Bye, right, man. Thank you. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.